And I know that any problem that we may have, and which means all of us, we have some type of problem in our lives, but don't allow your disability to set you back or don't allow yourself to set yourself back with your thinking. I always tell people, quitters never win and winners never lose. So if you don't quit, you're gonna win. That's what it's all about. So don't allow your circumstances or your situation to, de to determine who you are and who you could be in the, in the future. And most people, they're only gonna be doing two things in life, Peter. We're either gonna be working to fulfill our own vision or working to fulfill someone else's vision. And it's sad to say that most people are working to fulfill someone else's vision. And I found my passion. My passion was the financial world. And that's how I got into the financial industry. And that's exactly where I am now by being a financial educator, high performance life coach, and a motivational speaker. You got to really, really look at yourself. You got greatness inside of you. And if you start working toward your dream, toward your goal, toward your destiny, success is, an, is, is, is right around the corner. Hey guys, and welcome back to the I Love Success podcast. If you're new to the show, thank you guys for stopping by. I hope you will stick around uh, because what I'm trying to do here is giving you as much tools as I possibly can in order for you to create your best life and, and achieve your goals and dreams. And just know there can be small goals, there can be big goals. I don't really care. I just care that you stand for something and that you going all in, that you play full out, that you're not a spectator or a keyboard warrior or just looking at other people's lives. Instead, leaning into your own life and, and creating a life of kindness, of love, of success, of happiness. And uh, we are here today to support you in that. So the only thing I can say before I introduce this week's guest is please reach out to me. Uh, tell me what you're struggling with. Tell me about your dreams, your goals, and how we can help share this conversation with somebody that needs to hear this message here today. And uh, yeah, let's get started. You know, I'm, I'm super excited about today's guest. Uh, I mean, he has a tremendous experience in many fields, but one of his biggest passions is to help people, you know, peak their performance and find those nuggets that can make you, you know, take it to the next level. And uh, without further ado, I introduce you, the man, the myth, the legend, Rory Douglas. Wow. Hey, Peter, thanks for inviting me, man. I'm, I'm excited to be uh, on your podcast. And uh, I'm very, very, um, thankful to you in terms of what you're doing out there uh, in the workspace and doing out there changing lives and motivating people and uplifting people. And just to think about just the title of your podcast, <laughs> Loving loving Success. And uh, that right there in itself to me is, uh, is so incredible because I'm a firm believer that what we do for others, the creator would do for us. So I'm, I'm just happy that you're giving back and I'm happy that we're here right now uh, having a chance to actually talk uh, this morning on the podcast. Awesome. So Rory, let, let's go back uh, to Rory. What's your memory from being a, a young kid? Can you share something with us? What were you dreaming about? Who were you? What type of personality did you have when you were a little, little Rory? 
You know, that's that's a great question. Uh, I would say this. Uh, I was, Little Roy was one who was most likely not to succeed. Most likely not to succeed. Uh, coming from the south side of Chicago, and my mom took care of my brothers and my sister and myself. My father passed at a young age, so my mom is my mentor. She actually uh, raised us, and she worked three jobs. And to this very day, she's my mentor. Uh, but I was most likely not to succeed because I got kicked out of Peter every elementary school and every high school. I was labeled a troubled youth. And when I say labeled, I literally mean that, labeled a troubled youth. I wasn't a troubled youth. I was labeled a troubled youth because I had a disability. And what was that disability? That disability, I suffered from something that was called dyslexia, reading things backwards. And uh, being afraid of my disability, when I was inside of the classroom, what I would do is, is I would create an excuse to get excused from the class, no matter what it may be, if it throwing a chair or disrupting the class just to run away from my disability. And one day, my mom and myself were going someplace in the car, and she insists that I read these instructions on how to get to our destination. And I tried to avoid it. I tried to avoid it by doing the same thing I would normally do, ignoring her and coming up with another excuse. And she abruptly said, no, you need to read those instructions for me. We need to get here. And when I began to read it, uh, she knew that something was wrong because I was reading things wrong. And by my mom working the three jobs, you know, to take care of us, she thought everything was okay because I was pretty much an A student. I could listen to what the teacher said and pretty much uh, have every word verbatim, word for word. I was a very smart person, but I just couldn't express myself when it came down to open book and test. So uh, my mom took me to the, the principal and the counselors and they found out what was going on. I had a lot of uh, testing and then I began to uh, get some treatment for what I was suffering from. So I always tell people to this very, very day that you can have a disability, but you don't have to be disabled. So I allow my vulnerability to be my superpower to this very, very day, which means I don't run from my problems. I don't duck from my problems. I hit them head on. And I know that any problem that we may have, and which means all of us, we have some type of problem in our lives, but don't allow your disability to set you back or don't allow yourself to set yourself back with your thinking. So that's that was me as a young as a young kid, pretty much most likely not to succeed. So my beginning wasn't really, really that fruitful. I mean, thank you for sharing that. And uh, I mean, being labeled as a troublemaker and, you know, most likely not to succeed, that that's a lot of people out there, you know, because we put so much labels. And honestly, Rory, I try to never label people, but I... I catch myself sometimes labeling people, even though I'm doing this. And I don't know if, if, if you do that as well. And it's like, fuck, what am I doing? See the person, listen and be open. So what do you want to say to all those kids out there that have these big dreams, but they're labeled as troublemakers. They're most likely not to succeed. They're from a part of, you know, nowadays your percentage of succeeding increases dramatically if you're just born in a better zip code, right? Which is crazy. Uh, so, so what do you want to say to all those kids? Well, I'm glad that you identified that because I've never seen a riot in a 700 credit score neighborhood. 
And our environment has a lot to do with us. But I tell people this, that you may grow up in the ghetto, but the ghetto doesn't have to be in you. And I know that there's a lot of things that, that people suffer from. In other words, uh, communities have no jobs, no, no, no finances, poor, poor teachers, poor schools, all those different types of things. But you, cannot, you can't really allow yourself to give into that. So what I would tell everyone just to, to encourage them is to let them know that your dreams are not a figment of your imagination. It's just showing you glimpses of your future. So despite of what's going on in your life, you have to hold on to your dream. You have to hold on to your dream because you can come up in a, in a, in a, in a condition or, or, or a community or an area where there's extreme poverty. But if you hold on to your dream, if you press forward and you don't allow anything to stop you, no one can stop you. I'm going to say that again. If you press forward, if you, if you move forward and you don't allow anyone to stop you, no one can actually stop you. And one thing I, I would tell everyone this also too. Uh, success is often found in a pile of mistakes. Don't be afraid to make a mistake. The bottom line is hold on to your dream. And if you keep pushing, I always tell people, quitters never win and winners never lose. So if you don't quit, you're going to win. That's what it's all about. So don't allow your circumstances or your situation to, de to determine who you are and who you could be in the, in the future. Yeah. And how do you work with the idea when you're surrounded by people that don't believe in you, because you might have, you might lay there in your, in your bed and, and dreaming about, you know, becoming this entrepreneur or athlete or uh, working at a fortune 500 company or, or getting married to that hot girl or whatever it might be. But people around like, no, man, you can't do that. Or you, you're constantly getting bombarded because you're in that environment. How do you get out of that and, and start believing in yourself and, 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 and also crush those outer negativity that is, you know, bombarding you? That's a great question. You know, when, you, when you're really young, um, it's, it's, it's kind of hard to really, really uh, get the right answer because everything is, is a process. We all are work in progress. That's where we are. So in life, what I found is, is that we only suffer where we're immature at. So if I'm, in, if I'm immature to my finances, I suffer financially. If I'm immature to my relationships, I suffer that way. But I really want to give young people something to hold on to, something to really hold on to. See, it doesn't cost you anything to, to imagine doesn't cost you anything to imagine. And then there is a, a scripture that says, we call those things which be not as though they were. If you're ever going to be successful, no matter where you are in life, whatever condition or position, wherever you are in life, you have to see your success ahead of time in order to be able to make it a reality. But a lot of people allow what's being said to us, what's being done to us to stop our success. So I would say, don't let anyone kill your dream and make sure that you continue to imagine and see yourself where you wanna be, because that's what it's all about. You can't 
uh, be successful. You can't be wealthy if you don't see yourself in advance being there. So I would say to those individuals looking and listening, never let anyone stop your dream. Now, it may be happening from your mom or your dad or your brother or your best friend. But the bottom line is you are responsible for holding on to your dream and don't let anybody stop your dream and keep this in mind, hurt people hurt people. So when people say hurtful things to you, in most cases, they are victims of their reality. And that's so important because we have so much hurt out here. People are victims of their reality. So we have to sometimes begin to say, well, why did they say that to me? And then see and try to trace their background and see exactly where it came from. Because, you know, some things happen generationally. You'll never be nothing. Something like that can kill your dream. But the bottom line is, if someone is telling you that right now, specifically to someone who's listening right now, if someone's telling you that right now, that you'll never be nothing, or someone is, is doubting you, don't allow that to affect you because the bottom line is you got to hold on to your dream and you got to keep on imagining and you got to keep on pressing forward. And I'm telling you that you will get through and you'll get over it. I always tell people this, tough times don't last, but tough people do, Peter. Oh, you're right. And heart to heart, you know, there's a lot of, you know, kids out there and, and even adults that grew up, you know, without the father, without the mother. Like, can you just talk, how, how did that affect you uh, in your life? And how did you deal with, deal with growing up without the father? You know, it goes back to what I was just elaborating about, about imagination. Because no matter, even though I was in the south side of Chicago, and I can come out of uh, my complex uh, where we lived at, and I can see someone on the corner with a needle in, the, in their arm, or I could see uh, uh, poverty or, or violence being taking place. I could have gave into that, but I didn't give into that because I had a dream and my imagination was always constantly going. I, you know, I, I, I tell people this, I believe most people already know what their dream is. They already know what their destiny is. You ask people, hey, if you could be doing what you could actually, what actually what you want to do right now in life, what would you be doing? And they'll start to imagine, well, I would be this, I would be traveling the world, I would be helping people. I, they, people will tell you what their dream is. But when you look at what they're doing, they're not living their dream. That's why I say that the graveyard is one of the most expensive places on the planet Earth. There's more buried dreams there, more buried ideas there, because most people, Peter, spend more time outside of themselves and very little time with themselves. That's why I want whoever's listening right now, I want to tell you that you have greatness inside of you. No one can be like you. I believe everyone is a work in progress. You know, one of the most expensive art pieces in the world is a sculpture. And when you understand how, uh, what it takes to build a masterpiece, it's an artist with a hammer and a chisel chipping away at that masterpiece. And sometimes it takes a lifetime to build that sculpture, but we are all a work in progress and you are a masterpiece, but you got to keep chipping do doing your disappointments. You got to keep chipping doing your setbacks and you got to keep chipping because I'm telling you, you're building something. So keep your imagination Running. Don't let anyone steal your your imagination. 
Because if they steal your imagination, they steal you. And most people, they're only gonna be doing two things in life, Peter. We're either gonna be working to fulfill our own vision or working to fulfill someone else's vision. And it's sad to say that most people are working to fulfill someone else's vision. Yeah. And how, how did this look like in your life? Because here you are, you're growing up in Chicago. Can you tell me like what, what did you dream of and how did you went to go about that? Well, I dreamed when I was young, I dreamed basically, I have a passion with, with helping people. And I used to uh, imagine and, and, and dream that I'm helping people, that I'm successful in terms of uh, uh, my business and what I was doing uh, in life. But it was really a, a dream of always serving people and not only serving and helping people, pretty much having success. But I didn't know specifically what that success was going to be. I just knew that I really, really knew I had something inside of me to be able to help other people. And I had a passion to help people. So as I went along in life, as I told you in the beginning, I was most likely not to succeed. I worked so many different jobs. I'm from sweeping the floor, washing windows, and just doing every grimy job. But one thing I've learned, I've learned that there's power in serving people. And I took that same philosophy of serving people to basically advance in life. So when I was working at the grocery store and sweeping the floors and pushing the baskets, I had a great attitude. I helped the customers. I was, I was just, I served people. And I went from pushing baskets to actually getting a job, from getting a job to becoming a department manager, from becoming a department manager to becoming a store manager. So I've always went from the bottom to the top. So I did so many odds and end jobs. And then I found uh, one of my passions because I love music. And as I got older and I was working for corporate America, a good friend of mine was in the music industry. And this friend that was in the music industry basically said to me, listen, you would be good doing what, what I'm doing because you, have a, you, you motivate me. I mean, you're, I believe you're the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing. So, you know, why don't you consider getting into the music industry and start managing people? Because I'm telling you, you'll be really good as a manager. So I always tell people, sometimes people can actually see the gift that's inside of you. And people will tell you what they see inside of you once you are living a life of service. In other words, if you're reaching out and you're trying to do what you need to do, Sometimes people see that inside of you. And, and a lot of us need a mentor. We need someone to recognize what's inside of us, to just to, re, to remind us of what we have inside of us. So it was identified that I had a great personality. Uh, I could be a great manager. And my friend said, you know, hey, listen, we're going on a tour. I can't pay you much, but you can come to some of these dates on the tour. Uh, can you do it? And I said to myself, this, I really, I really want to do it. So I went to my boss and asked my boss, hey, can I take a couple of weeks off? And my boss said, no, you can't. We, we need you here. And he goes, my boss said, well, I can, I can give you a few days off. And I took the few days. And those few days was pretty much my last days with that particular job because I went on that tour and I did everything it took from serving coffee to, to helping people. And people were labeling me in a couple of weeks as the go-to guy the go-to guy. He gets it done. So I went through the tour. I was supposed to do a few dates, but I ended up doing all of the dates because of my service. 
And along that, that journey and that process, I've met a lot of important people, a lot of entertainers, up and coming entertainers, a lot of important people. So when the tour was over, one of the performers said to me, hey, listen, we love what you're doing. We love the fact that you helped us a lot. We would love to give you an opportunity to come work with us. And that's how it started for me getting into the music industry. And I worked in the music industry as a manager and I was doing phenomenal. And a good friend of mine is no longer here, uh, God bless his soul, Joseph Gelman, who pretty much gave me my start when it came down to business. He was an entertainment attorney and he was handling my affairs as far as my legal affairs. And he said to me, he said, listen, he said, uh, have you ever thought about starting your own management company? And I said, Joseph, yes, I would love to start my own management company, but I don't know the first thing about starting a company. I don't know anything about the financial part of aspect or the corporate aspect of what you do. And he said, you know what? I can show you how to do it. I can help you get started. Why don't we do it? And that's when my company was launched. It was called RKD Music Management. And we had so much success. We had a few platinum records. We had some gold records, some tours, and I made a lot of revenue. And I always tell people, when you find your passion, you'll find your purpose. When you find your passion, you will find your purpose. So in the music industry, I began to elevate because my interpersonal skills and abilities to serve people and help people, that was my passion. And by the way, you can take your passion anywhere, no matter what you do, you can take it anywhere. So I help people and I manage people and I did a very, very phenomenal job in the management, uh, in, I mean, the, the music industry, but I had another problem. We made, I made a lot of revenue, Peter, but at the end of the year, when we start doing the financials and I sat down with my business partner and he wrote a check to me, which was my cut. My cut was pennies. I looked at my check and I said, what the hell is this? And Joseph <laughs> taught me a lot of valuable lessons. He said, that's your cut. I said, but Joseph, we made this much revenue. And he said, well, let me show you something. This is what we've been doing. You know, the studio, the traveling, the airplane, the this, the video, all the things that you wanted to do, this is what it all cost. So at that particular point, I went once again and I referred back to my superpower when I was suffering from, as, as a child from dyslexia and how I got over that. I said to myself, I said, I would never allow myself to get in a position again like this financially, because unbeknownst to me, the money I made for the year or for a few years, the IRS wanted money back. So I made money and, I, and the IRS wanted more than what I made. And everybody else around me were making money, the lawyer, the artist, everybody else, but I suffered. So I said to myself, I said, I'll never put myself in a position like this again. So I picked up every book that I could read about finance, everything I could read about finance. I checked in school, took some financial classes, and that's when I found my passion. I found out that my passion was basically the financial industry. That's where my passion was. And at the time, I had a big management contract with a major record studio, label rather. And at the time, CDs were out. And it, with the CDs were pretty much, we were making great profit because I had a 50-50 deal with this major company. And at the time, CDs were like 10 bucks and we were making like five bucks a CD. And the industry shifted from CDs to downloads, from $5 to 99 cents. So we basically start to lose revenue. So I end up selling my music company 
to a known music label. And to this very, very day, I have a lot of uh, um, royalties and residuals that I actually get. And I found my passion. My passion was the financial world. And that's how I got into the financial industry. And that's exactly where I am now by being a financial educator, high performance life coach, and a motivational speaker. So I found my passion. My passion is helping people, but my passion is really finance. That's how I got to where I am right now. Wow. And yeah, thank you for sharing that. And, you know, when you share this whole story, I I kind of go back to, to a quote, how you do anything is how you do everything, right? Exactly. And also, you know, I, I was listening to a speech with... Um, uh, what's his name? A, f- a famous famous actor, and he also said you can't expect to get your dream job and then start working. You gotta be the guy that you know do the extraordinary at that shitty job. And I even heard that Disney on their interviews they they leave a like a trash paper on the staircase, and people that don't pick it up in their way to the interview, they don't move forward because that's just how they want to interact in the world and especially at their at their park. So I think this is a, a big lesson because I meet a lot of people that are like, yeah, if I only get that opportunity, I'll work my ass off. And I would say it doesn't work like that. You got to work your ass off with that shitty boss in that shitty job and, and still have a good attitude. Uh, how do, what do you want to say to people that have a hard time doing that and hard time seeing that sweeping the floor in, in this gym right now is actually going to get me to my dream? You know, I, it, it, it's, so, it's, it's so incredible. I always tell people less is more. Most of us want more, but less is actually more. I always tell people a fast quarter is better than a slow dollar. And we put a lot of... Uh, mental strain on ourselves because most of us, as I was telling you earlier, Peter, most of us are looking, spending more time outside of ourselves versus with ourselves. And as you were saying earlier, that we're trained to be spectators, but you are destined to be a creator. And you'll never be a creator if you don't really, really spend time with yourself. So it's extremely important that you realize that You have to spend time with yourself. And once you find your passion, you'll find your purpose. And you can take that passion no matter where you go. If you are sweeping the floor and you're the best person at sweeping the floor, you have the the best attitude, you're not going to stay long. It's not going to be very long before you are are not sweeping that floor. I'm telling you that um, success finds you when you get excited. I always tell people 90% of winning is simply excitement. Your attitude is going to determine your altitude. And it doesn't matter what you're doing. It goes back to the Cinderella Cinderella story. Most of the young ladies know about the Cinderella story. She was in the house. She had a gift. She had a goal. She had beauty. Her sisters knew it, and they tried to suppress it. But the bottom line is, is that she made a decision. I'm going to go out and find my king. And that's exactly what you have to do. You have to make a decision that you're not going to allow anyone to steal your dream. You're not going to anyone take your passion and you got to live it. And it's a process. I always tell people it's a process, which means it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. 
And when I talked about the masterpiece, we're all a work, work in progress. So if you have a dream, if you keep working at it, if you keep serving people, if you keep inspiring people, uplifting people, I'm telling you, your dreams, once again, is not a figment of your imagination, just showing you glimpses of your future. The creator shows you your future in advance when you believe it. But how do you keep that momentum though? Because I look at my own life a lot of times and I, I look at this just as an example. I look at this podcast. We're almost at 220 episodes right now and uh, we've inspired and helped a lot of people, but not nearly as many as I envisioned when I started, right? Right. So I ask myself sometimes, why, why, am I, why do I keep doing this? And I'm, I'm so stubborn uh, and I'm so decisive. So when I set my mind to something, I just don't quit. Uh, I don't know if that's a good or a bad trade. Uh, but I also try to look back and see, hey, every person counts, right? Even if it's not 10 million right now, I believe we're going to get there and, and, and then some. But what do you want to tell to people just like me? Like, hey, you're doing everything right. You're like struggling. You're doing, you just putting it out there, but you, you're not seeing the the love that you're expecting, right? Yes, man, I got that, that question that you asked, man, you asked some great questions. Just Thank think you. about this. What would what what if Steve Jobs would have quit? What would have happened? See, even with yourself, <laughs> right now, I always tell people, what you do this month is going to determine next month. Not what happens next, next month is going to determine what's going to happen now. So in other words, it may look like you're not accomplishing anything, but what you're doing is you are actually planting seeds. You're planting seeds. And when you plant seeds, it takes a process before they start to, uh, you know, grow. So the question is, do you want Instant gratification, or do you want exponential growth? So when you're working on your future, you're working on exponential growth, which means if you keep working at some time, everything that you've been building, it's going to come full circle. It's it's content. So right now you're doing content. You're doing podcasts, several episodes, several episodes. Man, when you finally break the seal, you've already laid the foundation. So what you did today... People are going to be able to go back and they're going to have, they can see exactly what you were doing. I always tell people this, this is very critical for people to listen to this. Life doesn't begin until it ends. We all are writing our story right now, but you have to ask yourself a question. If your life was, was to end today, are you satisfied with your story? So the bottom line is, is you're writing your story right now. So you're building, you're work in progress. If you keep on building, keep on adding, at some point when you do get to your destination where you start to really get recognized or you start to live your dream, everything has already been laid out and built. I always tell people this. There's a scripture that says, faith without works is dead. Works. Not faith without work. There's a big difference between work and works. If I took you in a museum right now and I said, Peter, these paintings were done by Picasso. Picasso didn't do these paintings recently. He did these paintings years ago. That's his works. So 
So the same thing applies to us. Each day we're building, we're building, we're preparing for our destiny, preparing for our future. So the enemy always want to stop you and make you think that you're not building anything. You're not creating, creating anything. And in actuality, you are. But the bottom line is most people, once again, spend more time outside of themselves and very little time with themselves, which means they want someone else's success. They want someone else's destiny. You got to really, really look at yourself. You got greatness inside of you. And if you start working toward your dream, toward your goal, toward your destiny, success is, in, is, is, is right around the corner. And I always tell people the distance between success and failure are the same distance. It's, it's so small. A lot of us are so close to our success, but they quit. And the difference between you, Peter, and, and the average person, you're not quitting. That's the reason why you're going to benefit of what you're building. No, I love that. And th thank you for sharing that. And I, I think the hardest thing is how do you how do you stay focused on your own goals? Because there's so much information everywhere now. And, you know, uh, you start looking at other people that are ahead in life and you think that you you have the same story as them. But we all we all have our own stories. And so we can't really compare ourselves to others. But it's so easy to do that and feel discouraged, right? Right. So how do we, like, what do you want to say to people out there? Like, yeah, this is all good and great, but I, I, I see my neighbor, like they're doing much better than me. And I feel like I'm struggling and they're like dancing in the moonlight, you know? Um, you know, it's funny because you see your neighbor doing that. And once again, it's what you see outside of you. And it's, it, this is so key and, and it's so important. And, and I, I tell people this uh, all, all the time, that people, they don't buy your neighbor. People don't buy books, they buy you. And that's why it's so important that you're willing on sharing your story. And most people are trying to emulate or copy someone else's success or what they've done. But the bottom line is, is that people, they buy you. So if you're willing on showing who you really are and showing what's inside of you, and if you stay the course, that's what it's all about. But you can really, really be derailed when you start looking at the next person and seeing exactly what they're doing. I'm not saying that you can't look at people who are doing great things. Can you learn from them? Yes, you can learn from them. But the bottom line is they're not you. And in today's time, you got to tell your story. And I'm telling you, everybody has a story and your story is your superpower. And all of us have, have a gift that's inside of us. But like I said, you got to find your passion. And once you find your passion, you'll find your purpose. And that's what it's all about. One thing I make sure, this is something I've learned. Doesn't matter what I'm going through, because I've always have something I'm going to. I'm going to say that again. It doesn't matter what I'm going through in life personally, because I always have something that I'm going to. And what I mean by that, you have to focus on what you're going to and not through. That's the bottom line. So if you have a, a, a dream, if you have a, a, a destiny, I'll, sh I'll share with people the best way to get to it. Don't allow yourself to make excuses for yourself. You know, most people and we're coming up on a new year, they're gonna have a new year's resolution. And maybe about 95, 98% is not gonna fulfill their new year's resolution. 
the, the reason they're not going to fulfill their, their new, new Year's resolution is because people have a tendency of making excuses for themselves. Listen, I don't have a monthly goal. I have a daily goal. I have a daily goal, Peter, and I have a yearly goal. I don't have a monthly goal. I have a daily goal and I have a yearly goal. Because if I have a daily goal, I have a yearly goal. So each day I am measuring my success. I'm measuring my results and what I'm getting done. I'm not allowing myself to say I got a weekly goal or a monthly goal or, year, or, 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 or a yearly resolution. I have a daily goal. And I always tell people that habit, habits are so important. Your habits are going to either make you or they're going to break you. It takes about 21 days to develop a habit. And it takes at least about 21 days to get rid of a habit. And most people cannot go 21 days toward their goal. They can't go 21 days toward their goal. And I always tell people that winning is a habit and losing is a habit. So when you create a lifestyle and a habit of getting results, it becomes the force that moves you, it becomes what keeps you motivated because you are resort uh, oriented. I always tell people, there's always gonna be mess in your life, but you have to make a decision. Either I'm gonna step into the mess or step over the mess. So your attitude is gonna determine your altitude. So if you keep a good attitude, if you continue to press forward and work towards your goals, which is your daily goal, if you got a daily goal, you got a weekly goal. You got a weekly goal, you got a monthly goal. You got a monthly goal, you got a yearly goal. It's all about being high performance, making sure that you continue to create a lifestyle of results. And the word um, confidence is so important also too, because most of us strive to have confidence. But I want people to know that people have the wrong interpretation of confidence. We often hear people say, hey, you got to gain confidence. That's the operative word, gain confidence. See, confidence, it, it doesn't happen overnight. Confidence comes by doing the same thing over and over again. When you do the same thing over and over again, you don't get bitter, you get better. And that's what it's all about. You may start off struggling. You may start off afraid and scared. Do it scared. Start off that way. But if you continue to press forward, you get better at it. And that's what it's all about. Success is repetitious. Success is, is consistency. Consistency is the key to success. If people would just get going, man, and don't allow the things that they see to derail them and to stop them and, and, and close their ear from those individuals who, who, are, who are not putting positive information in their ear, you got to get around positive people. I always tell people that if you, are, if you stay, hang around nine broke people, you're going to be the 10th. You got to get around people who are doing more. You got, you got, you have to change your mindset. When you change your mindset, you change your reality. And that's what it's all about. You can't let nothing stop you. I'm excited no matter if it's a bad day. I'm excited because that's what it's all about. When people grow up, I'm telling you, they're going to get up. A lot of us have to grow up. And what I mean by grow up, we have to grow up. Uh, what we got to keep in mind is, is that it's a process. All of us are a work in process. You know, we're, 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 we're striving toward our dreams and our destiny and the things that we want to achieve. But you got to really look at yourself and say, hey, am I being the best version of myself every day? Am I giving 100% toward what I'm doing? But in this society, it's easy to get uh, paralyzed and, and set back because 
most people are fulfilling other people's vision or a lot of us are suffering from that nine to five mentality, which means uh, we are working from nine to five, but I always tell people that if you wanna be successful and if you wanna be an entrepreneur, you got to turn your nine to five into your five to nine. I'm gonna say it again. You have to turn your nine to five into your five to nine, which means if you're not willing on working 16 hours a day for yourself, investing in yourself, don't expect to be able to be successful. You got to invest in yourself. And your greatest asset is your mindset. That's our greatest asset, your mindset. When you change your mind, you change your reality. When you change your reality, you change your life. That's everything. I mean, the mind is everything. And it's it's saddens me sometimes how harsh we can be to ourselves as human beings. Uh, and a lot of people out there believe that there's no no way to get out of that but just as we have been trained negatively we can train our mindset and that's when we're seeing those michael phelps of the world or michael jordan and so those are people not necessarily smarter than us but they have trained themselves and trained their mind in a, in a very specific way and that's what we're teaching here so uh, i love that rory i want to i want to go a little bit deeper and, and ask you something very personal what was the worst day of your life and how did that change you as a human being? Wow, the worst day of my life. And how did it change me as a human being? The, the, the worst day of my life, if I want to reflect on it, is I had a, uh, a health scare. Um, I was working my behind off and one day I was uh, flying back into Los Angeles, California, and I got off the plane and I collapsed. I, I woke up in the hospital and um, the doctor said, uh, you had a, uh, a mal heart attack. And it was because of exhaustion. And uh, I learned at that particular point, um, time management and also what's really, really important in my life. So now I'm all about thinking of ways to save time and to be more efficient. And also making sure that um, I'm extremely happy each and every day about what I'm doing and what I'm building. And, and that's why I tell people that you have to live for today, but plan for tomorrow, which means live for today, have daily goals for today, be the best version of yourself today, have as much fun as you can today, enjoy the process. There's so many people that's chasing success and chasing material things. And once they get it, they realize it's not gonna fulfill them. So I want people uh, to know that if you're living your purpose, if you know who you are and whose you are and you're happy, that's what it's all about. It's not about riches, it's about wealth. See, riches, they come and go, but wealth uh, is, is forever. I always tell people, um, do you wanna have money for a lunchtime or a lifetime? So you want to have it for a lifetime. So you want to, you want, you want your best life. And how do you get your best life? You get your best life by 
reaching for your destiny, reaching for your dream, not allowing people to stop you. And, 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 and remember, as long as I'm chipping away at, at, at what I'm um, trying to achieve, I'm building that masterpiece. As I said earlier, I keep talking about the masterpiece because everyone is, is a master in their own light. And uh, there is a, a scripture in the Bible and it says that we are all the creator's masterpiece. So you're a masterpiece. You have greatness inside of you. But the bottom line is I encourage people to spend more time with yourself and then you're going to find that you really love yourself. You're going to really like yourself even more because you're not that experience that you that you had in your life. You're not what people said about you. You are not what's been done to you. That's not who you really are. But when you really, really spend time with yourself and, and realize and recognize that you are a masterpiece, that's when you're going to begin to, to live life and to its moment when I had that scare and it was a wake-up call for me to say hey listen I need to live my purpose live my dream not chase it uh, and, and, and know specifically what I'm going after because a lot of people they have this false sense of what they want and when they get it then what the bottom line is I know exactly what I want and that's the reason why I always tell people and I said it earlier you have to focus on what you're going to and not through and enjoy the process. There's, there's never any losses, folks. It's only lessons. Remember that. There's never any losses. It's only lessons. And a setback is a setup for a comeback. And success, once again, is often found in a pile of mistakes. And so many of us are trying to be so safe every day, so safe every day. We, we need to loosen up, ease up, and be the masterpiece that you were designed to be. Greatness is inside of you. All of us have greatness. And that should make you excited. I don't know what to say, who's listening right now. That should make you excited. <laughs> that you are a masterpiece and that greatness is inside, it's inside of you. So you got to really, really let that reflect and show. And that's what it's all about. Can't stay positive. And I think, you know, uh, being playful with life is so important because we we tend to hold on to things. You know, I was I was a martial artist for many years. And uh, I still am, but I was a competitor, an athlete. I managed to become a world medalist. But I remember my first competitions, I went in so stiff and everybody was, relax, relax, relax. Was, How can I relax? Somebody's trying to, to kick my ass, you know? And, you know and, and Peter, you notice, and that's funny that you said that because it's like mine. I'm a martial artist. I've been doing martial arts for like 25 years. I don't, awesome. I don't, um, do it actively right now, but once a martial artist, always a martial artist. But when you notice yeah. that when you were tight, you made more mistakes. Yeah. And that's, that's what happens in life. We, we're so tight, we're afraid to make a mistake and we make more mistakes. But when you allow yourself to just flow, that's what it's all about. You got to flow. Don't be afraid to make a mistake. Just allow yourself to flow and that's exactly how you learn. If you're tight, and I always tell people, if you keep your hands too tight, you're not going to let anything get them or even get out of them. You got to loosen up. That's what it's about. Yeah. No, I love that. And my, my father, who's my sensei, always talks about it's like having sand in, in your palm. If you grasp it too hard, everything will fall out. And if it's too open, it will also fall out. You have to find that balance in, in, in your own life. And I'm, I'm curious when it comes to success and happiness, are those to the same thing? Do they walk hand in hand or are, are those two different things? 
Uh, in my opinion, totally two different things. Totally two different things. Um, there is. And why is that? Because, well, I, you know, I'll share this with you on, the, on your show. The way I look at things is all of us, we have two people inside of us. We have our, our natural man and we have our spiritual man. And most people, natural man is controlling them. And it's no difference than the person going to the gym and building up their muscles, getting strong. But what about your core? See, your core has to be your main source. In other words, you have to exercise the inner man or the inner woman. Once you exercise the inner man and the inner woman, you can control the outward man and the outward woman. But most people are exercising their flesh, but not their spirit. I always tell people, it's like a more controlled car. Would you rather be the control or the car? Most people are the car. That's why we constantly crashing into things. So I always tell people that once you begin to exercise your mind, your spirit, your core strong, you're going to be able to control everything that's outside of you. And, and, and you have to be able to recognize that, the two. You have to recognize the two. And to, to, to answer your question, it's so important because when we think in terms of what we achieve, that's great, but that's not going to fulfill you. What's going to fulfill you is when you're living your purpose. That's what's going to fulfill you. And when you're living your purpose, you're wealthy. You could be in a one-bedroom apartment. You don't have to be in a 10,000-square-foot home like I'm, I'm in. You can be in a one-bedroom apartment and you're wealthy because you know your purpose, you have a dream, you know what your destiny is, and that's what it's all about. That's why you got to be excited no matter where you are. If you're starting right now from the bottom, get excited. I guarantee you, you're not going to stay at that level very, very long. There's no key to The key to my success is simply attitude, excitement. That's the key to my success. And it's a difference between success and happiness. It's two separate things. I would rather have happiness than to have success. One is riches, the other one is wealth. So choose wealth and you can have both. That's the, that's the point. If you, choose, if you choose happiness, you can have both. But if you just choose success, you'll find yourself getting that success and you won't be fulfilled and you'll lose the sense of being happy, and that's what it's all about. So keep this in mind. If you do have things that you want to achieve, which all of us do, don't lose your happiness in pursuit of trying to grab your success. Two separate things. And last but least, continue to exercise the inner man and the inner woman. That's what it's all about. You know, uh, I don't waver on this because I'm, I'm a believer, and the scriptures tell us Ye that is of the spirit is of the spirit, and ye that is of the flesh is of the flesh. And that the flesh is weak, but the spirit is willing. Action verb. So if you want your spirit to work, you got to work it, which means you got to build it up every single day. That's why I said earlier in this uh, particular podcast, I said that most of us, we need to grow up in life. Because wherever we're immature at, that's exactly where we suffer at. If we find ourselves quitting all the time, it's because we're immature. If we find ourselves always having relationship problems or marriage problems because you're immature. 
If you find yourself having financial problems all the time, you're immature. Once you get matured in that area, I'm telling you, you begin to prosper. And last but least, there's another scripture that says, ye seek the kingdom first and all of its righteousness, then all of these things will be added unto you. The creator has so many things he wants to add into us, but you got to be ready for what you want. Thank you so much, Rory. I have one final question and then I'll let you go. So uh, I ask all my guests, we're all about sharing tools and ideas. And I mean, conversation has been great, but at the end of the day, I want the people that are still here to take action, to do something with their life right now. So what would be the first thing that they can do to get a little bit closer to their dream? Take baby steps. I started off talking about less is more. Take baby steps. Praise progress, but not perfection. Keep in mind that tomorrow's not promised for all of us. Be the best version of yourself today. Get something done. Don't let the sun go down without getting something done. Get excited about getting something done. Get excited about you. That's what it's all about. So if I had to give people um, some encouragement, that's the encouragement. Make sure you're getting something done every single day. In the words of Michael Jackson, you gotta be starting something every single day. Make sure you're doing something. And I'm telling you, and when you're doing something, make sure you're doing something, not only that's gonna help yourself, that's gonna help others, because that's what it's all about. What we do for others, the creator's gonna do for us. And it's always, a, always about a hand up and not a hand down. And that's what it's all about. And keep this in mind, last release, you guys, once again, you are your greatest asset. Your mindset is your greatest asset. If you change your mind, you're gonna change your reality. That's my story, I'm sticking to it. I approve this message, Peter. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Rory Douglas, uh, thank you so much for your time. I truly appreciate you and what you're doing in the world. Uh, we hope to see more of you, hope to connect in real life soon. And I want to thank everybody that are here with us today, that you're listening and that you're hopefully taking notes and that you're sharing this with other people that needs to hear this message. I want to grow my tribe. I want to help more people. I can't do it myself. All this knowledge is for free. The only thing you need to do is to actually listen to it and take action. We have almost 220 shows right now with the most amazing people from all over the world. Go to ilovesuccess.co to check that out. I even give a couple of free chapters of my book. Thanks again. We do this for you. Have an awesome week and talk to you soon.